Welcome to the Global Band Group, a podcast that brings you stories, news, and great guests from across the world of wind, brass, marching band, and drum corps. My name is Keith Kelly, and I'm a band director from the west coast of Ireland. Each episode, I sit down with band musicians and directors from across the world to talk about their stories, their bands, and how they're making an impact in their communities. Before we start, you can find out more about the podcast and the people and stories that we feature over at bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the global band room. And now on with the show. Welcome back to the band room. Today we are talking to Wilson Tan, who is the director of the St. Teresa School Concert Band in Malaysia, and he's also the vice president of Wamsby Malaysia. But before that, some news. In a sign that we may be returning back to some sort of normality in 2021, Drum Corps International have announced their plans for this summer. Starting on July 24th, DCI's Celebration Tour is going to lead participating corps from their respective home cities to the summer's culminating events in Indianapolis. The tour's 32 events span 14 different states, with regionalised locations strategically placed to provide a safe path to Indianapolis. Indianapolis and Lucas Oil Stadium will play host to three days of high-energy performances Thursday, August 12th through Saturday, August 14th, with more than 20 cores representing DCI's world-class and open-class divisions. I cannot wait for this. It is great to see this news. There are plenty of... Uh, barriers and hurdles to get over but I know that the team at DCI and the teams and all of these cars are going to do their absolute best to help make this happen and help keep everyone safe in the meantime. To find out more information about all of this head to dci.org and see all of the great news that's after being released this week. Now if you've been a long time listener you might remember that last Easter Monday we ran an online music marathon and we're doing the same again this year This year we are raising funds for Jigsaw, which is a charity that looks after youth mental health here in Ireland. So if you're a musician, if you want to hear great music throughout the day on Easter Monday from 12pm to 10pm Irish time, Greenwich Mean Time, we are going to be broadcasting musicians all day. You can head over there, you can listen, you can participate, you can comment, but most importantly, you can donate towards this really important charity. Uh, This is brought to you by Global Bandroom, but of course by Bands of Ireland as well. So make sure to tune in on Easter Monday on our Facebook and YouTube pages. And lastly for today, I just want to plug our own Global Bandroom Facebook group. We have many listeners that are already part of that group, but if you've been listening to the podcast or if today is even your first time, you can head over to Facebook and join the Facebook group. Um, It's a great place for sharing information. It's a great place for getting involved in various different online projects that are happening all over the world. We've had uh, Jimmy Wong and today's guest Wilson Tan share information about the Malaysian Virtual Championships. We've had Irish people and European people get involved in Lone Star Wind Orchestra's projects. So it's a great resource for all things online band. I know we're moving to a place where that's going to be less needed hopefully over the next year, but I still see a great resource there for musicians all over the world to get involved in some of these global virtual projects even moving past this pandemic so head over to facebook and make sure that you join the global band room facebook group and now let's head over to our interview with wilson tan vice president of wamsby malaysia 
Well, I am absolutely delighted today. Uh, the last number of weeks we've spent talking to a lot of U.S. directors, particularly collegiate directors in the U.S., uh, bands that didn't quite make it to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day in 2020 or 2021. But we're moving outside of the U.S. for the next few weeks, and we're starting in Malaysia this week. And I'm delighted to welcome Wilson Tan uh, to the podcast. Wilson, great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here, Keith. That's fantastic. And and so you you're from an area in Malaysia called Kuching. Yeah. Or Kuching. Kuching, that's right. Uh, and, and and you're with the St. Teresa's School concert band uh, as well. And you're with Wamsby Malaysia. You're the vice president of Wamsby Malaysia. That's right, as well. that's right. Yeah. Um Kuching is where I'm from. It's from the state it's on in the state of Sarawak and it's on the island of Borneo. Uh, have you heard of Borneo? I have. I have. I've heard of it because um I, I know that that's that's sort of the place where orangutans are sort of still living and they're protected there is that right yeah we each, we actually have an orangutan sanctuaries you know and they're really well protected in uh, borneo right here um so we have, mm. borneo is shared by three different countries the island of borneo there's uh, brunei uh, indonesia and also malaysia so um, there are two states of Malaysia. There's there's an on the island of Borneo and there's Sarawak and Kuching is the uh, capital, capital city of Sarawak. So so you're not on the mainland of of Malaysia. Yeah, well, we're on a separate side across the South China Sea, where Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur is the capital of Malaysia, and they're on the peninsula mm-hmm. Malaysia. So they, they are joined together with Thailand and the other side. We are on our own <laughs> in our little. Okay. Not so little island, yeah. <laughs> and what would the pop- what would the population be? Is it is it a is it a well populated area? Sarawak itself, um, the state of Sarawak is as big as the whole of Peninsula Malaysia, um, but in terms of population, um, not that not as much, <laughs> yeah, much less than uh, if compared to Peninsula Malaysia. So Kuching is one of the biggest city uh, in, in uh, East Malaysia, together with uh, Sabah. There's a Kota Kinabalu, the capital of the state of Sabah. So Kuching actually means cat. Oh. Yeah. It actually <laughs> means cat uh, in, in our local, uh, our national language, Bahasa Melayu. Uh, Kuching is cat. Hmm. So we're also known as the cat city. <laughs> the cat city. How did it get the name cat? Was it? Uh... Um, there are a lot of rumors about it, and uh, about you know, <laughs> many versions of story. I mean, there's one that I personally know is that um, uh, I think it was um, uh, somewhere along where there are foreigners coming around many, many hundreds of years ago, and they were asking the local people, you know, what's the name of this place? Oh, then the, a cat ran across the street and just say coaching. <laughs> so this is one of the story I heard. I'm not so sure, to be honest. <laughs> it, it sounds similar to the uh, the story of um, the the first English to arrive in Australia, and they they talk to the to the locals and they say, you know, what's the name of that animal? And they say kangaroo, but kangaroo actually means I don't know. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> So uh, I think you know what I could I could be getting that story wrong, but I've I've certainly heard that. All right. Um, well, it's it's great to talk to you, and I, I know I was talking to um, a colleague of yours, president of Wamsby Malaysia, very early on in the pandemic last year, Jimmy Wong, and myself and Jimmy met for the first time in 
uh, Rashida in Germany uh, two years ago. And uh, he's, a, he's a great guy. And I know we'll be talking about Walmsby a lot later on and sort of its impact and the events that it organized in Malaysia because Malaysia is a real strong uh uh, center for for Wamsby, I think, uh, thanks to your work and Jimmy's work and, and others, of course. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about you first, Wilson. Um, you know, uh, maybe by talking through your career, we can learn a little bit about concert band and marching band in, in Malaysia. So where did it all start for you? Um, what got you started in music and when did you start in, in your musical journey? Um, uh, great question, though. Um, I'm not so much into music earlier on in my life. Um, I didn't do so well in music education in school as well. Um, I started really learning music when I was in Form 1. That's a secondary school in Malaysia, Form 1. They'll be 13 years old. That's when most of the students in Malaysia will start joining a band. That's that's our middle school, high school thing. Yeah, so that's when I, I got hooked up with band because of my friends and lots of my friends were in the band. They come on, let's join the band. It's fun. I was like, I, 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 I do not know anything about music. He said, it's all right. They will teach you. And 20 years later, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> and so was music available to be like... Before Form 1, so in, in, in elementary school, sort of primary school, was, was it available? Yeah, in, in Malaysia, it's called uh, primary school. It's available. It's in the curriculum. But um, there's not much emphasis on music education right. in Malaysia. So um, basically, we, we, we don't learn as much as well. Yeah, so uh, it's basically those students who do really well in music. Most of the time, they actually studied music outside. So it was the band that really sort of attracted you into to learning music, not necessarily the the music itself or the any particular instrument. It was it was the idea of being in a band with your buddies. And I think there's a lot of people in different countries around the world that can say the same. I know I'm definitely one of them. Um, tell me what band was it? Was it a, was it the marching band that called to you? Was it the concert band that called to you? Or was it just the idea of just being with your buddies? Um, it's the marching band um 20 years ago concert band isn't a i i couldn't i i would not be able to speak for malaysia itself but in the state of sarawak where i am concert band is almost non-existent 20 years ago so bands are all marching bands so i joined my high school marching band um saint joseph school marching band um mm-hmm. you mentioned two years ago you were rusty in 2019 yes my band my yeah. band was there that's right. I remember them. Yeah, they were amazing. They were a fantastic band. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my band. Jonathan Fox, that's right. Yeah, so he, he was your teacher? Yeah, he was my teacher. Man, this is a small world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I started with St. Joseph's School Marching Band um, when I was 13 years old. And the first instrument I picked up was euphonium. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, that's when I started. Now you say it was your first instrument. Was did you did you stay stay with lower brass or did you sort of move yeah. move past? <laughs> there was one particular competition. They were really short on trumpet players. <laughs> so I was in <laughs> the usual story. <laughs> so I was in the trumpet section for about four months just for that particular competition. Um, then after um, finishing school, so I, I basically got into percussion. So I was really learning into, uh, uh, getting into marching percussion stuff. So basically, that's what mm. I, I mainly teach right now. The band that I seen in Rashida, which is, you know, the band that you grew up in, um, has a very show band, 
drum drum core sort of influenced uh program um and i mentioned to you before you the before the podcast we talked a little bit about dci was that something that you and all your buddies and all, all your band friends were really looking to looking to the drum cores and, and and the shows that were being produced in the u.s yeah definitely i, I mean drum core dci itself is where people really look at and you know there were times where you are able to see elements of drum core in local, even high school marching bands around Southeast Asia, not just Malaysia, but in Thailand and Indonesia. So somehow there are some, uh, we are in a way affected, not to say affected, but um, they give us an idea what to do and we'll sort of follow. It's just like, you know, you're, you're a fan of Blue Devils. If the director's a fan of Blue Devils, you know, we'll be doing something Blue Devils style or we're in a fan of the Vanguards, you know, we're doing something Vanguard style. Yeah, but... um. At the end of the day, I think uh, uh, Mr. Jonathan Fox himself did gave us some of the uh, the drum core elements or sort of, but it's pretty much uh, quite originally himself as well. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, we're really much into it. We, we do quite a, a, a lot of uh, classical repertoires and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me, what did band look like for you then growing up um was it was it part of your daily school curriculum or was it something that was done after school um how how was it structured into your life um for bands in school right now it's still an after school activity it was never a part of um, our school curriculum it's always an after school Mm. activity we when i first joined the the band um, my band saint joseph we only rehearsed for two hours a week 20 years ago on a Saturday morning where we don't have school, 8 to 10 a.m. And as by the time I graduate from five, about five years later, we are rehearsing <laughs> about 12 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. So so you kind of you kind of grew with the band yes. as the band progressed and 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 became the band that it is today. You kind of grew up with that generation. Yeah. That's that's interesting. But tell me, like it, it was a school band though like it's 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 part of the school but but not supported by the curriculum yeah you can put it i mean it is that way <laughs> i mean it's, it's a band program it's an after school activity what we'll call extracurricular activity in school so it's like a mm-hmm. club or, or or you know that we join and it's not part of the school curriculum Over the years, I've had the pleasure to host many visiting international bands, choirs and orchestras here in Ireland, alongside my own bands and groups. Every one of these events is exciting, and my favourite part of each exchange is seeing the musicians, kids and adults, interact with each other, sharing their stories and experiences. If it wasn't for the accent, I'm not sure I could identify my own band kids sometimes. So, when I got into the music travel business, I wanted to make sure I was working with a company that understood that these exchanges were at the heart of the experience and not just something to be ticked off an itinerary. I've been so fortunate to find not one but two companies, Celtic Horizon Tours in Ireland and Kaleidoscope Adventures in Florida. They share these values and they respect the ensembles and students that they work with. So. Whether you're trying to plan a domestic tour in the US with the highest of standards for ensuring your group is safe and healthy, or whether you're starting to plan for that international trip in 2022, you can contact me at keith at globalbandroom.com 
to start working with me and these world-class student travel teams. And while you're doing that, you're supporting the podcast and documentaries. Thank you. So does the school have any um, input into the running of the band? Does the school hire the director? Um, and uh, how's the band funded? Is the, Does the band receive any funding from the local school or is that all found separately? Um, for, I, I wouldn't be able to speak for every school, but for my school, particularly St. Joseph, we are pretty lucky to have a very supporting uh, a, a school management, the teachers. Okay. So the teachers basically will support at, at, uh, whatever they can, but of course they hire directors and program coordinators to come in to build the program itself. Um, Funding-wise, uh, we are very um, absolutely um, lucky to have our uh, old boys uh, because it's a boys' school. So we have our mm. uh, alumni association where they really, really supports the band. The president is really, really uh, supports us very much. Parents who actually helped out a lot as well. Um, students will have to pay uh, a certain amount of fees every year just to keep the band going. Um, because money is not something we can get easily for to fund the bands. Of course, we'll be doing mm. we'll, be, we'll be doing a lot of fundraising activities, concerts, and stuff, uh, just to get enough funds to run the band. Yes. So yeah, let's talk about those fundraising activities then. So you know, fundraising across the world seems to be quite similar. Uh, you know, it's popcorn sales, it's cookie sales, all these sort of things. Yeah. What have you found for your own program? And and, and maybe let's talk a little bit about, about um, St. Teresa's uh, band now where you were um, director. Um, let's, what, what have you found have been the most successful fundraising campaigns for your band? Um, just to give you a little bit of background, St. Teresa's mm-hmm. is a girls' school. And they are right across the street of St. Joseph's School, where it's a boys' school. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm also the director of St. Teresa's uh, concert band. They are purely a concert band. They do do marching once a year for their sports day. But fundraising-wise, we did a lot of activities. We tried different ways. And we just have to be a little bit innovative every year and try something new. Um, are you familiar with the Chinese Lunar New Year? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, so Chinese Lunar New Year. This year, St. Joseph's did um, cookie sales for Chinese New Year. Yeah, because Chinese and Malaysians love to eat. Any festivities is all food. So <laughs> we thought that's a good way. Um, they did um, car wash before. Um, in St. Teresa's, we did movie nights or movie days or whatever, you know, uh, activities like this. Of course, concerts, definitely a big part. Concerts will always give, uh, give a, the, the, a, a lot of money. We'll, we'll raise quite a substantial mm-hmm. amount of uh, funds from uh, organizing a concert. And and tell me, have you been able to do much fundraising over the last 12 months? Uh, because there's a lot of bands out there that just haven't been able to fundraise at all, but there's still a lot of expenses to pay. We've still got teachers and we've still got activities happening. And so we still have bills to pay. Have you been able to do any fundraising online? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a quick answer. We we have not tried um doing any fundraising uh, over the course of the you know lockdown until now, um because I I I think our objective is a little bit different. Um, my perspective wise is more about retaining students. 
fine. <laughs> Retaining students. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them. Definitely. And it's, you, you're, you are not on your own there. I didn't think that's been our, our biggest, um, that's been our biggest challenge as well as, is making sure that the kids come back. Um, how big would your band in St. Teresa's be? Um, well, about 30, about 30, okay. um, slightly less right now. <laughs> <laughs> is a new, is and, a new. and do they do do they march as well um they only do marching once a year and that's during their school sports day so it's okay it's like it's like a mini olympics in the school so um during the opening ceremony then the band will do a sort of a march past street parades right okay so, just... so saint joseph's is is really bit, still big into its marching uh band program uh, saint Teresa's mo- mostly focuses on its concert band program. exactly um there are two saint joseph's though <laughs> okay yeah um the saint joseph that you you uh witnessed in germany that's the national school. Mm-hmm. i'm also with the saint joseph's private school and they're a concert band uh, i see yeah. okay and so tell me about a, bit, a little bit about the development of concert band then. You were saying that 20 years ago, concert band just really wasn't a a, a thing. Mm. It was mostly marching band. Um, tell me about the development of, of concert band and, and, and why um, the move towards concert band in, in schools like Teresa's. Um, money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, no uniforms to buy. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of reasons. We can talk about a lot of reasons. Could be this, could be that. But ultimately, it's all about money, financial. Yeah. Because um, every year, if we're going to have guards, we're going to change the flags and cost an amount of money. We're going to buy a show. Uh, buying a show is pretty much different from buying a piece for concert band, where usually if you get from Howlander, you can get about $70, $80. But buying a show may cost a few, th- a few thousand. US dollars, which is quite substantial for yeah. us as well. Yeah, so the marching program has been doing, uh, I mean, St. Joseph's, we have not been doing it every year, like how we used to. We used to do a show every year. Now we are doing every couple of years. Mm. Mm. Well, t- tell me a little bit about Wamsby Malaysia then. Um, so as I mentioned it earlier on, you're the vice president of Wamsby Malaysia and uh, Malaysia seems to be one of the, the more successful regions uh, due to many people's work, of course, um, for Wamsby. Um, is there a very strong show band marching scene generally within Malaysia? Um, first of all, if you're going to speak about Wamsby, uh, Wamsby Malaysia, you got to talk about Jimmy. So Jimmy's the, the one who started all this Wamsby in Malaysia and he brought the very first international level marching band competition. Um, 14 years ago, that was 2007 into Malaysia. That's when we start seeing international bands for the first time in Malaysia. So that's how it started 14 years ago and it's been going pretty strong. And uh, we have also um, organized, hosted twice world championships for Wamsby in Malaysia. Yeah, So we have a few very, very strong bands in Malaysia as well. I'm not sure if you've heard of them like Sodana, Sodana Asma Girls School, school band, really mm-hmm. good. I think they were the world champion in 2011, Wamsby world champion. Um, another one is uh, Kit Hua School, also world champion 2016 for Wamsby. So marching scene is uh, it is not used to be as strong as it used to be um, 15 years ago, where there are a lot, a lot, a lot of marching bands. There are quite a substantial amount of numbers of marching bands in Malaysia have actually switched over to concert band or wind orchestra stuff. 
for that reason that you mentioned earlier on for for financial reasons because it's it's just got so expensive to buy shows and props and uh uniforms is, is that still the main reason yeah, that's definitely one of the main factor yeah i've spoken to a couple of directors um of a really really strong marching band as well they told me financial factor is definitely one of the biggest factor to push them into um less marching but they still do street parades and stuff but not into a Mm. full drill or, or show band. It's you know it's one of the things that I think Wamsby does really well um and DCI's Sound Sport I think also does this really well that they're really starting to address that very idea that marching band has to be expensive. You know, um Wamsby events have three judges not eight, yep. you know. Uh same with Sound Sport of course. Um, you can be a band of any kind of movement. You don't have to do a big, I know it's called a World Association of Marching Show Bands, but you know if you're a, a military-style band, you do simpler movement. Once you move and you play music, you fit into some sort of Wamsby category, and, and same with DCI Sound Sport as well. Do you think that there's opportunity for bands that might have stopped marching years ago to maybe start looking at marching again and taking part in some Wamsby events in Malaysia? Um, that's definitely one uh, one of the things we've been trying to do, uh, push really hard right now, just to get a bit of head start in some bands, getting back into the marching action as well. Um, of course, mm. uh, Wamsby One World judging system is amazing. Um because of the way it's designed and of course just three major captions and three judges are needed right um and it doesn't you know can be any formal style i think that's the best part about the uh ones be one world judging system it's flexible flexible enough for you to be doing anything and still be awarded with what you're supposed to be awarded based on your performance so with this we are just trying right now i i i'm pretty sure you know about our malaysia international virtual band stuff <laughs> yes let's let's talk a little bit about it because this has been uh so well organized last year by by Wamsby Malaysia Thank you. Uh, and based on the success of that then and what I what I absolutely love about what you're doing in 2021 and I spoke about it a little bit on the news section of the podcast last week um was that really no matter what category you find yourself in solo ensemble marching band concert band whether you're in a no matter where you are in the world maybe you can perform together as a group but maybe you have to put it together as a compilation video like we've all been doing as well uh, and no matter what age you are and ability there's there's a category that you're going to fit into somewhere and you've given people so much notice as well you've launched this in february exactly. i think and it's you can still register till june although you know, I will say register by the fifteenth of April. I think, and that's where that's the early bird registration. I got that out. Um, but you've given people plenty of notice, and that's been one of the things that I think has been lacking from some of these online events up until now. Yeah, thank you. So tell me about last year's event. Oh, last year! Oh man, it was um, amazing. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, uh, we we exceeded our expectation. That what I, I would say. Um, really exceeded our expectation with the number of um, applications, uh, the registrations, and uh, you know, coming from all over the world. I think we had seventeen countries participating last year. Wow. Um, I I'm not sure, but it's, I think it's one of the biggest virtual band stuff we've seen so far. Yeah, uh, with the number of countries and stuff. Um, but it has been fun. 
I mean, the performance are mm. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, the, was it mostly marching bands? Or, you know, you have four categories, marching band, concert band, ensemble, and solo. Where were most of the, the was it mostly marching bands that were registering for it? Um, last year, we, we did not uh, include the concert band category. We only had solo, okay. ensemble, and the marching band. Um, we did get a, quite a huge number of solo participants. Um, more than a hundred, more than a hundred solo participants. Wow. Yeah, I think about 80, 80, 80 something ensembles. Um, it, it's just the flexibility we're trying to give, uh, you know, uh, considering the mm-hmm. current situation that we're facing right now, COVID-19. Um, we can't meet. Um, and sometimes it's quite difficult to be able to record uh, and putting things together, especially some of them. I'm, some of the bands that participated, they do not have proper guidance from people. I mean, some of them are pretty independent. Students did all by themselves. And so they participated in solos, uh, even duets. That I mean, we just want people to do something and, and mm-hmm. play their instrument. We just, we just want to keep the fire going. And put them then on this international stage and sort of connect them with all of these other groups around the world and with you guys. And and, and the hope, I suppose, would be that um, they would participate again this year. And hey, maybe we'll see them at a real life Wamsby Malaysia event in in the coming years. Oh, we can't wait. <laughs> I, 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 we, we can't wait to get back in person, to be honest. Uh, we, we did talk about the possibility of having an in-person event in, I don't know, maybe July or August this year. But just after reconsidering and looking at the, you know, time to time, we're just looking at how's the situation and we think it's a little bit impossible. Yeah, mm-hmm. impossible. Um, So we, we decided to... Come, let's just go ahead with the virtual and just keep the band activities going in Malaysia. And when we really go back into in-person, the bands are still there. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the big thing, isn't it? The, 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 the bands are still there. That's that's what we're all working. No matter where you are in the world, I think that's what we're all working towards. Well, now that we've launched, now that you've launched the um, second Wamsby Malaysia uh, virtual event, um, what what are you doing differently this year to what you did last year? What have you learned from the 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 event last year, um, and and how are you adjusting the event? Um, this year? Definitely, one of the major changes you see that is that we actually included a concert band category this year, so mm-hmm. we decided to open it up for concert band and wind orchestras. Uh, I mean, um, we we should concert bands and marching bands were all in the same predicament right now, so. There shouldn't be like, okay, you know, I'm a marching band guy and you're a concert band guy. I mean, it happens a little bit over here. I'm not sure about, you know, uh, in Ireland. <laughs> Definitely. And I was only talking to Barry Hauser from the University of Illinois on this last week. Uh, we had a whole conversation about marching band versus concert band and that sort of rivalry between yeah. <laughs> between the, the, the two activities. I think this shouldn't be the case right now and we should be supporting one another. It's, it's music education. Right. Essentially, at the bottom of all of this is music education for all students, no matter in marching and concert band. And we just don't want the activity to die off because of a pandemic. And if once the activity dies off, it's going to be really difficult for us to bring it back. 
Definitely. Yeah. So that's the main objective of uh, Wamsby Malaysia organizing this Malaysia International Virtual Band Championships. Um, talking about what have we learned and um, what are we doing differently? Um, we launched way, way, way earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> because we understood from some of the participants that, you know, it needs time to get the videos done and doing all, you know, getting the students recording in and compile them together. Um, we actually open up for uh, um, marching bands, not just compilation, but, you know, in-person show, because there are some countries are able to do that. So learning a show takes time as well. So we hope that they'll be able to pass, participate with a video of their whole full, full show band. Getting everyone together, maybe trying to organize the engineers to put the compilation together if that's what's needed. I think that has obviously been one of the biggest challenges that we've that we face. So I think uh, I can probably speak for my own band, at least, uh, who do plan to take part in this in some capacity. Uh, thank you for having so much notice on this one, because it makes it so much easier for us band directors. And clearly it's being organized uh, by band directors that understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Does your own band participate? in the event? Uh, yes, they did. Last year, I, just, I, I yeah. had a couple of uh, uh, students joining in the percussion ensemble category and also in the uh, mixed ensemble category as well. Yeah. Very good. And and your own, um, how we actually met was that two of your clarinet students actually participated in my St. Patrick's Day virtual event then as well. So you've, you've obviously been encouraging your students to get involved in some of these virtual events um, over the over the last year. Tell me a little, little about the virtual learning and the, the vir- virtual performances that you've been getting involved in in the last year. Have you found it a, a, a useful way to teach music? Um, let, let, uh, putting into perspective, um, my objective of doing this virtual thing is just to keep the interest alive. Yeah. I mean, the kids have been telling me, oh, we love performing and we can't wait to get back. It's just so bored. I mean, we have been doing virtual classes through Zoom and, you know, we can't play together because of the time lag. So there'll be, uh, we'll be doing one-to-one rehearsals and stuff, but it gets bored sometimes because they used to play in an ensemble, in a group. So hence with this virtual stuff, this virtual compilation performance that I put together. So we learn a piece over a period of time. Let's put things together. I'll put something up, show to your parents, show to your friends, something for you to be proud of. I know it's COVID-19, it's memories. We are still creating memories even when it's difficult. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the memories is definitely the best way to put it. Like any of these virtual performances that we've all got involved in in one way or the other, uh, I think there's going to be something that we can really look back on with pride in a number of years um for your you know two clarinet players that that t- took part in the saint patrick's day performances they were aired on national tv here in ireland that's really cool you know um and i know quite a few irish musicians that have got involved in projects in the us and elsewhere in the world as well um i hope that doesn't go away do you do you think that um, that we've sort of broken down some barriers here. Do you do you see some of this virtual performances uh, performance uh, continuing after the pandemic? Um, you know, um, band is very much localized before this. Um, 
as in you know wherever you are that's where you are because not many bands have the opportunity or the funding to be able to travel i mean i'm i'm pretty lucky myself i've been, i've traveled to europe a couple of times with my band into italy to milan we get to many places well i'm lucky enough but not every band or every student will experience that um the beauty although it's covid pandemic the beauty of it and and this is a great example like how i can actually sit down and have a chat with you is also because of covid i mean i no one wants covid <laughs> but it's because of covid that we managed to uh, get connected and stuff like that post covid the way i see it i think the virtual stuff is staying it's going to be here for a while as well mm-hmm. So I think, and it's great. It gives the student more opportunities to be able to do some exchange. I mean, right now, I don't have to fly to Ireland to have an exchange with your band. I mean, we can set up a time on Zoom and let's do it. This we Just prior to the show, we were just talking about maybe having my students in Balneslow on the west coast of Ireland, you know, meeting your students and just being able to do a question and answer session. Because, you know, I think anytime that I teach students internationally, I think one of the big things they always think is like, oh, we're going to find out what's different about band in this country or what's different about band in this country. And actually what they end up finding out is that we're all so similar. <laughs> but, and I think that's the biggest lesson that true trust travel that you could sort of learn it learn and now that can be done through zoom i can't wait for my kids in balance slow to find out hey those kids in malaysia are exactly the same as us they have the same motivations and the, the same uh reasons for being a band like we were talking about you earlier on joining band with your buddy <laughs> yeah exactly um no matter what how different things could be the how different that we're living in different countries we are so much different but because of band and the music education we are actually Pretty similar, much more similar than you can imagine. Actually. You've still got the, you know, the kids that mess that say down the back of the bus when they're on the marching band journey, and uh, you've still got the same types of kids that decide that they want to be the drum major of the band or that they want to be, you know, the tuba player. <laughs> you know, those same kids exist from one country to the next, and and I I think that's the best thing about sort of cultural exchanges, uh, whether they be in person. And hopefully they'll be back in person soon. But hopefully we've added this extra layer on now because the technology always existed. We we always had Zoom. We always had Skype. But that cultural barrier just hadn't been broken down to say, hey, I can actually bring Wilson in to teach my kids a, a particular piece of music here, you know. Um, so I'm, I really hope that an element of this uh, continues exactly uh, me too but of course definitely uh, it's always better in person i would love to see ireland myself one day <laughs> <laughs> let's let's make it happen Wilson. Um, definitely we need to get you we could get you and jimmy over here and we'll, uh, but, we'll do a tour of the country yeah definitely but as of now um we are it's good enough we can link the west coast of ireland with a band in the island of borneo so at least yes. we, we still can get things done Ultimately, it's for the sake of our students, for their experience. We have had our fair share of um, experience and memories. Um, we are just trying to create it for our students in a, a different way. Then they'll it'll bring with them for the rest of their lives. 
Definitely. Well, talking a little bit about virtual activities, then uh, I've I noticed, you know, going through the, the the band's Facebook page, you've you've been very busy with with doing some uh, virtual events, and you had some virtual recruitment some uh, there there recently. Uh, how how did you organize that? Did you do anything different? Was it did it look like a regular Zoom meeting? Uh, <laughs> how how did that go? Um, I mean, uh, 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 and is our annual recruitment. Um, we, we, we do a recruitment every uh, early of the year. That's when the school year starts in January. Although this year's uh, school year was uh, delayed by a couple of weeks, we started about the third or the third week of January. We usually start our school week by the first week of January uh, in Malaysia. But due to COVID, it was delayed. And we usually do our uh, have our online uh, our recruitment by the end of January. So we can get our program started for the rest of the year until November. Right. Um, we have some every year definitely we have graduations um last year St. Teresa's have a huge amount of graduation big 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 amount um oh my goodness i i was really struggling to think oh my goodness i'm gonna have a big graduation the band's gonna be in trouble next year um <laughs> but our recruitment uh, i wouldn't say it's a, a failure or i wouldn't say it's successful because it's the first time we're doing this, we, we are not sure how well we're going to do it, but we did manage to uh, get some students to join in, um, to join the band. Um, we have also limitation with um, instruments. Okay, actually getting the instruments to the kids. Yes, because as of now, although school started in January, they have not been to school yet. There's, okay. Everyone is still in le- uh, learning virtually, so there's a huge challenge there. So, it's also part of our, my leadership training for my students. I mean, giving them a task, figuring things out, how to get it done, and they organize. Basically, the, they did uh, video recruitment. They did um, promotional video, like how you see advertisement. So it's part of building their skills, and they did it all on their own. I tried to guide them, but 99% is themselves. So I'm very proud of my kids, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and they are... and that's speaking to what you said earlier on about making memories. That what a great memory for them to have now. This video of them recruiting for their for their band and a, a tool that you can use for for uh, more than just this year potentially. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's something. Uh, I mean, apart from musical uh, uh, education and stuff, it's also teaching them about leadership, about growth character building so much more that's why band is so good for kids to be in not just for the music but it's for themselves they now have the experience of marketing a program of of advocating for a school band and and that you know maybe they won't become musicians or professional musicians but maybe they'll go into marketing or uh, sales or you know i think it's a it's a great skill to have and, and congratulations on on having your students do that i think that's that's wonderful uh, and and the the recruitment wasn't the only uh, thing that you did digitally you you had a a, a band camp digitally as well how did you structure i know there's been many band camps around the world and different bands try different things how did you guys organize your virtual band camp oh uh, this just happened last week actually last saturday mm. um we did it over about two and a half to three hours um this band camp we did not play any music it's all about fun why why do we join the band why are we here so it's about fun of course we do some online quiz on music theory, um, stuff like that. Um, had some games, there were 
dancing to music and we have it recorded. <laughs> it's something for us <laughs> to look back on. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. You know, it's just for them to have fun because essentially kids, they need to have fun as well. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, I know one of the things that I've done, my, my kids in Balneso are very young. They're sort of eight to 10 years of age, most of them at the moment. Uh, and we've done some treasure hunts ah. uh, where I call out an item that they have to go and find somewhere in their house and they all rush around. And we've had some band nights on a Thursday night where we've done exactly as you say, we've, we've done absolutely no music um, because the kids just miss each other. You know, they, they haven't seen each other a lot. Is that is that the same in Malaysia? We, Have they been able? We to... did the treasure hunt that you said. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just for the kids, you know. Okay, find something. There's this. Oh, they'll be going around their house. Find it. <laughs> this one, uh, I don't know. It's just really fun. Um, right now, uh, what my band is doing. Um, Monday, Wednesday. Uh, I sorry, this is a little bit out of topic, but this is how my band is doing this right now. Monday. Yeah. Wednesday yeah. and Friday, we'll have about 45 to 60 minutes of uh, sectionals. So they'll be separated in their groups. You know, the high brass, the low brass, and the woodwinds are on their own, the percussion on their own. And they'll be going through their music. We'll do some um, um, basic techniques. We do breathing. Uh, let's do a little bit of um, um, long tones just for maintenance stuff. Um, of course, we learn a little bit of music here and there, but we do not want to push them too much, you know, as uh, similarly like you, my students are very young. They're primary three, primary four. Um, there's like nine, ten to about... I have a big range, about nine, ten years old, all the way to 17 years old. <laughs> okay. So the attention span may be a little bit short, you know, especially for the younger ones. So we just try to keep things mm. short and just at least we achieve a little bit of things throughout the, the, the 45 minutes is good enough. Saturday is where we really come in and just have fun. But this is the first time that I have all three of the bands I'm teaching come along together to have a fun day for about two and a half to three hours. Brilliant. Well, let's make sure that we connect our kids together and we'll do that international treasure hunt um, sometime later this year. Um, Wilson, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you um, and I look forward to staying in contact and um, and to finding out more about um the event as you run it this year, the the uh, the virtual event that 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 Wamsby Malaysia are running. Uh, Wilson, where can people find out more about your band and about Wamsby Malaysia? Um, uh, for the Malaysia International Virtual Band Championship, you can always search that up on our Facebook page, um, Malaysia International Virtual Band Championship. That's our page. So um, I'll have that in the links. <laughs> thank you. So you can all, always sign up <laughs> for any categories for your students. Um, it's not so much a competition. Uh, it's not really thinking so much about competition. We get some feedback from the judges. It's also for educational purpose. It's also for the students to be able to a platform for them to perform. So this is really uh, something that you shouldn't miss out for your bands if you can uh, be part of it. And we'll try to make it as international as possible and putting things together will just be, this will be an experience of a lifetime. Yeah. And Brilliant. for my bands, I mean, I teach three schools. Uh, there's a St. Teresa's School Concert Band and I have the St. Joseph's Private School Concert Band and also the St. Joseph's School Marching Band. I mean, you can search up their Facebook as well. You'll find all the links in the show notes, guys. So it'll all be there. Um, and yeah, I, I very much um, advise people to have a look and see what's happening uh, with, with Wilson's programs because uh, it is fascinating to see all of those similarities um, 
that, that we have between these bands uh, all around the world. Wilson, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for having me. It's been such a happy time having a chat with you. We talked about so many things. Um, time passed by real fast. <laughs> Thanks, Wilson. All right, see ya. And a huge thank you to Wilson for joining me on this week's show. I'll be back next week and we'll be heading to Dubai where I'll be talking to Courtney Brandt who is the author of Confessions of a Teenage Band Geek. So head to wherever you're getting your podcasts from and make sure you subscribe. In the meantime, you can stay up to date with me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Global Bandroom and on our website globalbandroom.com. So until then, stay safe and I'll see you back in the bandroom.